Good morning. It is Monday, October 9th, 7.30 a.m. I hope you all had a good week. I know I did. It was a very busy week. Oh, my God. Um, at the top of the week on Monday night was the Day of the Dead Festival or procession, and it was actually very mellow. There were no techies or Burning Man, you know, crowding the streets with their, like, you know, expensive costumes. It was just people in the neighborhood getting together to pay respect to the retablos. There was actually room for them to set up their retablos kind of like in the in the street, um, you know, off to the curb. But for you guys that don't know that what a retablo is, it's basically a temporary shrine uh, set up to honor ancestors, um, loved ones, family members who have passed away. Um, and they usually have a lot of marigolds and candles and food. This is supposed to be the one night of the year, day of the year that the dead are able to eat. Um, you know, make of that what you will. Um, but yeah, it was overall very cool. And I'm glad that they just kept it. I'm glad that all the techies and whatnot weren't there. Um, because they're so annoying, you know, because they've moved back to Idaho. So the neighborhood is nice and quiet. Um, then, you know, there was the election and the counting and Trump lost, which is great. And he lost by a lot. And there were some flips, you know, those things we all know. I'm so glad he is out. I don't really feel great about Joe Biden. I did, you know, do what I could to get Trump out, though. Um, we'll see what, what Biden does for for us. Um, Kamala, or Kamala, excuse me, Kamala. Um, Kamala Harris. I'm more interested in her actually. I think that she's a very interesting person. Um, again, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about both of their policies, but that's politics. And it's really funny because on Saturday when everybody found out, you know, um, goodness, one moment. Okay. So when everybody found out, um, there was some minor hon honking of horns. It wasn't too crazy. Um, but, you know, it was like in the daytime. And then the next, then like throughout the day, people were going and having brunch all along Valencia Street. It was like packed. I had gone to the thrift store and also ridden my bike to Japantown. Um, 
and yeah, coming back on my bike, it was just packed. I was like, guys, I think you got it kind of twisted. Just because Trump lost does not mean that coronavirus is over. <laughs> People were just like really packed, packing themselves in. And I was like, ew. I don't want to be around all these people. So I got home as quickly as I could and finished some projects I was working on. And I've just been kind of preemptively sheltering in place again. I notice as the tide rises with the virus all over the world, back in Europe, in England, in France, etc., all the you know, all the lockdowns are back back in place. Everyone's sheltering in place again because of the surge. And I feel like we're probably going to have another surge too. Um, especially with everyone having brunch like it is. So I am basically just staying inside as much as I can and just working on projects and I'll be fine. I have so much fabric. Um, I'm making a, I'm experimenting with making fabric applique roses that are 3D. It's pretty fun. I looked up instructions on how to make them and I found them to be conflicting and also just the way that they had the construction, the way that they were constructing them, I felt that they were actually making the process more difficult than it had to be. Um, that's what happens when you look at a blog. Everything is just too much of everything. Um, so yeah, I just kind of winged it and I made my first rose last night. And I think I'm going to make about six more roses to put on a garment. Um, yeah, just, I really busted my hump with the sewing. I made a Victorian kind of Pierrot jumpsuit and then I made a ballerina costume, which, you know, customers like ballet all year round. It does, it's not a Halloween thing for them. Some of them even are, you know, they like to dance ballet, but they also like the look. And so I do my best to provide them with that. I am hopeful in some way that our country may get back on its feet in a way um, morally because I feel like we've been truly demoralized and I shudder at the way Trump and Melania conducted themselves in their time during you know during their time in the White House just their just everything but the thing that really bothered me well one of the many things that bothered me um, that I find just chilling is how he ridiculed the disabled reporter, the one that I believe had cerebral palsy, and how he mimicked them. And I just, you know, it's no way to conduct yourself as a human being, and it's no certainly no way to conduct yourself as a president of the United States. So I'm glad that that his his um heyday has been revoked it's not over because i really feel that 
all of his, you know, supporters are extremely angry and they're also going to try to do something nasty. Like, it doesn't mean that white supremacy has gone away just because Biden, Biden, bleh, Biden has been voted in. And, and I'm, whites, the, the thing, the only good thing that happened when Trump was in office is that the Band-Aid and the mask got ripped off of the disgusting white white supremacy and racism in our nation it's 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 horrible and you know i have that privilege where i don't experience the brunt of racism every day every time i i'm just trying to go about my day unfortunately the flip side of having that privilege is all the ways that I'm unaware of how I participate in and in unknowingly complicit in that evil paradigm. So white people, it's more than just doing better. It's about searching your soul and really reaching in those depths and asking yourself why you live in a white neighborhood where there's no black people why you don't know very many black people. Ask yourself until you get to the very core of why and then work on that core. And do it every day because black lives still matter. It's not some trend, it's not a t-shirt. And we do need to hold the new president accountable and remind him every day. Oh, God. There's a lot of work to be done. There's still so much work to be done. In other news, it has finally gotten colder here, like much colder. And I think we might even have a real winter, not snow, but actual, actual freezing cold. Um, I have the space heater on right now and I will continue to have it on throughout the day. If I have it on for too long, all the lights and everything in the apartment go out. <laughs> and I don't like going down to Queferin's cage to flip the breaker box. Um, it's scary. <laughs> I don't like going, I don't like even being in their foyer. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then my friend Rob is moving in upstairs in, in the apartment upstairs. It's been vacant for like two months. This mass exodus because of COVID, everyone moving back home. Um, it just has left a lot of vacancies. So yeah, he was able to get a good deal and I'm glad that he's moving in. Um, and I think that will be a good thing for him as well. A lot of people, um, for those of you guys who haven't lived in the city before, um, 
and you know, we all know the rents are stupid high here, but that makes it so like a lot of people live with roommates forever and ever. And it's, it's a strange quality of life thing. Um, I definitely lived, I lived with roommates for the first six years that I was here. Um, and I've been in my apartment for 10 years. Um, but yeah, I really feel blessed to have the space that I have. Um, I couldn't imagine doing my business and, and having roommates, um, especially the ones that I've, everybody has a roommate story, um, here, you know, it's just typical, typical SF living. Um, I don't know too many people that are just best friends with their roommate. And I don't think it's a good idea to be best friends with your roommate. Um, I, I can't actually think of, okay, let me put it this way. The ones that I do know that claim the roommate is their best friend, it's not reciprocated. Um, <laughs> there's an imbalance of, of, um, of affinity, um, which I think is kind of, kind of amusing. Um, I remember going out on a date with this guy like over three years ago, maybe almost four years ago. And I thought he in the pictures looked like Gibby Haynes from the buttholes, but it turned out he did not. He looked like uncle Fetster. Um, and you know, he fancied himself to be a folk musician. And I'm just like, dude, I do not care. I do not care about your bands or your music. Um, but he was also, I realized that he was obsessed with his roommate and the roommate's dog. And he talked about them constantly. And it was really, it was kind of disturbing. And, you know, just kept referring to like, oh, you know, at first, he's, at first he acted like the dog was his dog. But then later he confessed it was his roommate's dog. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad for your roommate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that's that's what it's like when your roommate is your best friend. They're your best friend, but you're not their best friend. Um, and there's, you know, even even if you like live in a really big house, like I've lived in a freaking warehouse here in the in the Soma, which is south of Market, like maybe 11 years ago. And it wasn't my first warehouse living experience. But I mean, you think, wow, that's plenty of space. You guys can, you know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, we'll have plenty of space so we don't have to deal with, you know, people being in our face too much. Um, I was living with a boyfriend at the time. But the the alpha tenant, which is the guy who collects the rent, was a total trust trust fund brat gone gone wild, and he would smoke crack and then turn up Grateful Dead, not one of their good albums, 
like one of their like live four hour long CDs or something. And he would just blast at full volume. And he, he sexually harassed my boyfriend. Um, and he harassed me constantly. And, and I wasn't the only, we weren't the only people he harassed. He harassed everybody. He never left the warehouse and he was a full-blown, we realized he was a full-blown crackhead. Um, and he didn't pay any rent. Of course, that's another thing. Like when you live in a roommate situation, if there's more than like you and the other person, there's a chance that you end up paying their rent. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was so awful. I think we lived there for nine months and then moved to a much nicer place in the Castro, but Oh my God, it was, it was horrible. I left a, and it, it, there seemed to be a high turnover of roommates too. The other, the other, you know, roommates in the warehouse were, were very nice people. It was like, we were all nice people who, who got bamboozled by this psycho. So, you know, as before we moved out, I wrote a kind of like a warning on different, um, what is it? Those note cards. And I stacked them together and I put them on the windowsill and just tucked, kind of tucked in, you know, and I listed all the stuff that he did and I warned them to get out as soon as possible. Um, and I, as we were moving out, the new people were moving in and I, you know, kind of gestured to the window. <laughs> it was like, I don't want anyone else to go through this. Um, but yeah, that's actually, that's pretty common having a psychotic, weird alpha tenant person who won't pay any rent um, and basically just lives off of you and, you know, eats all of your food. That was another thing too, just... Our food was his food, suddenly. And I'm not just talking about condiments. Like, everything that we brought in, he would just purposely eat. So, yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you get, like... Like, my friend April lived in the mission for a little while, and... Even though the alpha tenant was really nice, he was a super, super, super hoarder. And she ended up leaving the house because it was so filthy and like so encrusted with, I don't know, something that, that made her asthma just like shut down her lungs. So yeah, another alpha tenant. I could go on and on. Um, me and Rob actually lived together for a few months when I kind of first moved here. Um, I was staying with the guy that I was dating for about six months, and then I moved into the mission. And that was, that was crazy. There was a guy who was like a budding schizophrenic, like, he was just starting to have, like, schizophrenic breaks. Um, there was an alpha tenant who, 
kept his, his two cats locked in his tiny room and of course didn't pay rent. And there was like some weird like shell of a man who had done speed for many, many years and then stopped and was basically just like a shell of a man. And then there was me and then there was Rob and Rob moved out like after three months and I moved out as soon as I got the money to do so. Um, so I was there like a bit longer than, than Rob, like six more months. Um, but yeah, it, it was, ugh, I could just go on and on. I'm really glad that people can get their own place. I'm really glad that Rob can finally get his own place to live in. Um, his current roommates are very, they're very cool. Um, Chris, I consider to be a friend of mine, his other roommate. Um, Beth is really cool too, but it's time for everyone to move on. And now they can. So, wow, I could talk about roommates and rent all day long. Um, it's definitely a San Francisco phenomenon. And I hope that everyone can get a, some kind of tiny slice of the American dream in their own way and in their own interpretation of it. You know, it's about time. It's about time. I have got to get to the shipping now. I have like three international packages and are like, you know, so, but it's just time consuming to fill out that form. And it's also, I don't know, I have like a mental block. <laughs> Shipping just takes me forever. And that takes me even longer. Anyway, hope y'all have a great day. Keep doing the work. Stay safe. Stay inside if you can, because I think that we're definitely due for another outbreak resurgence. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.